You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. And we live in color. Hey, everybody. I'm Deontay Damper. Welcome to We Live in Color. And I'm here with my guests, the incomparable Coach T. What's up? What's going on? You looking nervous. You all right? Where am I supposed to be looking? Just look at me. Oh, okay. Focus on me. <laughs> okay. What's up, everybody? <laughs> How are I'm one, I'm just so happy to have you as a guest. Cause when we talk, when we talk about us living in color and how even oh even talking about like trying to build something when we talk about community when it comes to outreaching to the diaspora of lgbtq and black people you are one of those main pillars of that you are such a leader so i'm so happy to have you here (laughs) thank you yeah you know how to you know make chocolate man blush okay see you know that's what i do you know (laughs) but 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 even like your story, people see you as a dancer, right? As right. a choreographer. Okay. Right? Yes. But I want people to know about you. We want to know more about you, right? Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Period. Okay. I'm with it. I'm okay. an open book. So okay. I'm an open book, so you can ask me anything you want to ask me. Okay. So let's let's start off. How did Coach T come about? How did Coach come about? Uh, man, honestly... It's, it's interesting because I really don't know. So I was Tyrone. Um, you know, I moved to L.A. to pursue um, my dreams. And um, when I moved to L.A., I changed my name to TJ, which is Tyrone Jr. And because, uh, you know, I wanted to be different. Like in Seattle, I was known to be very snappy, very short, like a little crazy, get everybody together. But I wanted to be known as a nice guy. Yeah. Like I was like, dang, I ain't never been a nice guy. Right. So um, when I came back to Seattle after being in L.A. for about three years, um, I came back to Seattle and I was just coach. And that was in like 2011. And so now over a decade later, that's just it's call me coach. That's that's my government name. Now. Go- oh, so it's a government. Official. Yes. OK. I, I legally changed my name to coach. Uh, maybe two years ago for my birthday. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so, legally, legally, call me coach. Call me coach. Okay, I feel that. Yes. No T. <laughs> right. Well, T, but... T, but no T. Okay, right. <laughs> no so, shade, but some T. <laughs> so, even before that, right, can you tell us a little bit about, like, your childhood? Because you're from uh, Oklahoma? Okay, so, when people ask me where I'm from, I typically give it this. I'll be like, I was born in California... Compton, to be exact. I did not know that. Yeah, I was born in Killer King. Okay, Martin Luther King Hospital in Compton. Um, I was raised in Oklahoma, a little town called Chickasha, and I grew up here in Washington, Seattle. So that's how I say, like, born, raised, grew up. And so, um, but I've been in Seattle, man, like twenty-two years now. So it's 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 for sure home. So, um, but just to tap back, like. Yeah, born in California. My mom um, left when I was about one and moved to Oklahoma where her people was from. So, um, and then, I mean, it's hard to really break it down because I moved so much as a kid, like from California to Oklahoma to Washington. Like I went to Dale Ridge Elementary School. I don't think nobody in the world knows that. I definitely didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Never knew you to be in West Seattle at all. Right. And I was like six years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
And then just back and forth, like I went to six, I changed high school six times. Um, I went to middle school in three different states. Um, I went to elementary school in like three different states too. So that just goes to show you like how much I moved around. You moved around a lot, but you're you you're so ingrained in family. Yeah, I ended up watching like some of your YouTube videos, and I you come from like a product product of like dancing in your family. So that's made like yeah. your mom and aunt. Or yeah, yeah. So um, I have an auntie called I call her Aunt B. So where I'm from, like where I was raised at in Chickasha, aunties is called Aunties. FYI, have you ever heard of that? Yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> so um, I call her Aunt B. Um, and uh, she was like, her and my mom had a dance group when I was little, and I just remember watching them. But my auntie Bridget is really like, who, like, they said I've always loved dance since I was a little boy. They, um, they said, honestly, the moment I started walking, I was dancing. And she just kind of fed me into it. And so I lived with her because my mom, was in prison. So my uncle, rest in peace, kind of just took me in. And then that was his girlfriend and she was a dancer. And so every night, like before bed, she would make me dance. And you know, the crazy thing is, cause right now, well, I think it's changing a little bit, but let's say 15 years ago, or even 20 years ago, like movies in high school still. Right. Uh, when I moved to Seattle, it was very, um, reserved so i was this little country bumpkin i was gonna say that like what were you like and what was because what you, you know what i'm trying to no, no but like how you were in high school <laughs> well you describe how you were in high school i'm interviewing you i can't tell you about you no so. um so just coming here this little country bumpkin and honestly i did not see anybody dance like me outside other than like michael deshaun um uh, there was just a few that was really like getting down with it, like pee popping, legs on the wall. Like, but where I'm coming from, that's where that's how everybody danced. And so even and so my aunt, as a young boy, they didn't look at me as this little gay boy. They was like, he, this is what we do out here. This is what we do in the country. Like boys twerked, boys bounced. You know, like bounce music, bounce dance, bass music was a part of the culture. But until I came here. Then people started to kind of like question my sexuality based off of how I danced. But where I'm from, it was a part of the culture. Well, because what I remember back in the day, you used to hang around a lot of hood folks. You know, you, still, you do. still do. He still do. You still <laughs> ratchet, right? But yeah. I remember, right? So, like, what was that transition like? As in, like, you were getting into your craft because you went to Renton yes. first, right? And then Cleveland or Cleveland. Yeah, Renton, then Cleveland, then back to Renton, then South Lake. You didn't know where you wanted to be, but it's cool. Before all that, Tyee, and then before that, Edmonds Woodway High School. Okay. <laughs> but what was that like? Um, so are we are we really like asking in terms of like image and sexuality? I think a little bit of both. Okay. So as you see, like this is really my image, but I'm more versatile now, right? So I think back then for me, um and just just being a gay dude back then, like we we were like the last Mohican of the, like don't ask, don't tell. You know what I'm saying? Like after us, child, they went crazy. All right. But um, and so for me, um I actually did not so at like 22, I moved to LA to pursue um, you know, my career and my dreams and stuff. But it wasn't until that that I really 
came into myself like unapologetically. And then I came back, child, I was a whole queen. Okay. 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 <laughs> and see, we're going to get into that. So when we yeah. come back, we will be discussing the evolution of Coach D. You are watching We Live in Color with Deontay Damper. Hey guys, Vesa Gordon here. On September 18th, we're all going to Cheney Stadium for the Summer Sky Music Festival featuring performances by Moneybag Yo, Glorilla, Tory Lanez, Polo G, and more. Grab your tickets right now at Ticketmaster.com and use code CONVERGE for a discount. Baseball is a beautiful game, especially when played in community. Earlier this summer, Baseball Beyond Borders took a powerful, eye-opening journey through the heart of the South, which included baseball, civil rights, and reconciliation. Our Young Kings hosted a baseball clinic at Jackson State University in Jackson, Mississippi, and hit the roads of Montgomery, Alabama, by way of the historic Edmund Pettus Bridge, to visit the Equal Justice Initiative Museum and Memorial all in an effort to ground our kings in their history and find serenity in the sport they love to preserve the cultural legacy. Join Baseball Beyond Borders on September 27th for the premiere of our film, Reconciliation Tour, at T-Mobile Park's Alice Pavilion from 3 to 5 p.m. Hear from those on the front line as well as special guests as we elevate our promise to bring healing through play. For tickets or to donate, visit BaseballBeyond.org or check our social media platforms. And we're back here. We live in color and I'm here with Coach T. What's happening? What's so happening? So where was that? We was talking about cleaning out, right? Cleaning out. So can you can you break that down for me just a, sm- a smidgen? Um, all right. So like. So growing up, right, like um, I, I was, t- I took care of my little sister. So um, Dre's mom, so my sister star, right, because um, our mom was incarcerated, you know, our dads was wherever they were. Um, and so like from the time I was in fourth grade, like I was literally like signing my grandma's signatures just to enroll us both in school. Wow. Um I was like cutting grass and taking out people's trash just to go to Goodwill and buy a school supply. I mean, school clothes and school supplies and stuff. And I'm literally like in the sixth grade, um, just really providing for this, you know, my little sister, washing our clothes out on our hands, boiling water because our hot water was cut off, pouring it in the bathtub for us to take baths and just all that. And then I moved to Seattle. Um, because everybody was like, you know, it's time for your dad to raise you. My dad was here. I moved to Seattle. Um, at some point, um, you know, he was out doing what he wanted to do, but he 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 kind of like left me with a family of sisters, right? Um, and so I was just doing my best to be in in their in their life, in a man that they could look up to. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I started cutting up. And and so now I have a, another whole um, set of like just being there for people, right? So I was just never there for myself. I didn't know what that was like. Um, and then what? Well, not what, but like starting up, cutting up, yes. like, well, come what, 2004, that'll be 20 years you've been doing yes. this, right? Yes. What was that experience starting out? Because, I mean, keep in mind, we did have community people like Vatina and Miss mm-hmm. Renee who mm-hmm. kind of, like, made sure we kind of kept dancing going on in community, right? Right. right. So then here you come, right? right? What was that experience like, let alone you working around your mentors and starting up yes. a new thing? So, um, 
Okay, so real quick, let's tap back, right? So I said all that to say, I gave that whole like rundown of me being there for everybody because, um, you know, when you're there for everybody, you kind of forget to be there for yourself, right? So the whole point of me moving to LA was to figure out who I was for me and not who I was for my community. You know what I'm saying? Because and I, cause I didn't know who I was without having to be what everybody needed me to be, right? So then moving to LA, I literally just got to find myself. And myself is, a, you know, a piece of who I am today. I've matured, right? Um, but it was that person that gets to, to, to get to understand, like, gay don't look one way. You know what I'm saying? And so I could, I could look like this today. I could have on some hoochie shorts tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? I can have a man weave the next day. I can be bald head the next day. And that don't change who I am on the inside. You know what I'm saying? And so just tapping back in and, and just also embracing my masculinity, um, my feminine side, just all that, right? So I think the whole move to LA and me just living for myself for a few years, um, allowed me to find myself. And then I came back and I was just like, <laughs> what? Right. You know took, over, like, took over though. Yeah. Cause I mean, you guys have, can you tell us some of the accomplishments that, uh, that cutting up is done? Um, Oh my gosh. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of cutting up. I'm very proud of Absolutely. the things that you we've done. <laughs> um, but from like 106 and park, um, uh, Can you explain a little bit what 106 and Park is for some of the millennials? <laughs> some of the little people, the young people. So 106 and Park was like the biggest cultural, um, one of the biggest cultural uh, video phenomenons or video platforms um, of our generation. And so they they played videos. You had your top 10 videos. And then we couldn't up, like we submitted a video, a, a video to go on. They had a dance competition called Wild Out Wednesday. And uh, we submitted a video. They chose us. We went on there. We competed. We did not win, um, but it was it was an amazing experience. So 106 and Park, we've done Apollo. Um, we've done America's Got Talent. Um, we've done everything in Seattle. Q93, uh, Global Import Car Shows, if anybody remember those. Um, Summer Jams, if anybody, anybody remember those. Um, we do our own productions that sell out every year. Um, I have dancers that has danced with uh, Cardi B, Missy Elliott has done the VMAs. Um, I have another dancer that um, has her own dance studio in Arizona. Like my dancers have went on to like just do so many dope things from cutting up itself. And now we got our own studio, so that was like the latest. Right, and uh, and that's what I, I just. Knowing the evolution and where everybody's came from, you have really, you're more than just a choreographer, right? Absolutely. At the, those times, you were like a counselor, case manager. What yes. was that like helping these young children that are now adults, like, navigate through those spaces? Um, it was, it was, it was actually hard, but people say I make it, I made it look easy, you know, like, um, because I was still a kid, honestly. The crazy part is when I started cutting up, I was maybe 19 um, and then I'm dealing with uh, kids that are 15, 16, um, 17, but they all look up to me like this, this super grown man. Right. Um, but I was literally like 19. I didn't graduate on time. And so then I went back to South Lake, um, but I was literally like 19 um, sitting in classrooms 
just to make sure one of my dancers was going to graduate on time and he didn't know how to act. So I'm like, okay, I'm coming up there and I'm sitting in your classroom at 19, you know, and he's a senior and I just graduated last year, but you know, there's so many single women households in our community. And if mom is at work, I'm, I'm going to stand in, you know, I'm a step in the gap. But once again, what that did was just, I don't, I don't, I don't regret it. I do not regret it. Like I've, I love um, the things that I've done that I'm appreciated for doing. Um, but it definitely made me forget about myself a lot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but you've done a lot, right? Yeah. You also did the teen summer musical. How long were you doing that for? Uh, so did you know I started out um, as a cosmetologist and a hairstylist? Oops, look, <laughs> yes, I remember. But okay, so I started out as a hairstylist um, in the Teen Summer Musical, and then I auditioned one year, but I was I was too grown, child. I had my own apartment. I couldn't be nowhere nine to five. Okay, um, get, getting paid. Not not enough, right? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm too grown. I got bills. I can't do this. Um, and so then I went to cosmetology school, got brought in as a hairstylist for the Teen Summer Musical, and then I moved. And then the year after I moved, Isaiah um, Anderson Jr., one of my mentors, uh, he hit me. He was like, bro, will you come choreograph the Teen Summer Musical? I was like, I don't live there no more. And he's like, I know. And I was like, you going to fly me back? Like... <laughs> Nobody has ever, like, gave me, like, for real, like, nah, you do this. Like, you dope um, type of treatment. And he flew me back. And that was in 2007. And, um, man, the rest is history. I, I realized that you were doing it for so long. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we were doing it. I did it for maybe, like, two or three years. And then the whole thing with the city and Langston not being a community center and, Whatever happened with Isaiah and his, you know, whether he stepped back or whether he didn't feel supported. So then we took a break and then they realized, like, yo, bro, we got to bring the big dog back. So they brought Isaiah back and he brought his dream team back, which was me, Michelle and Danae. Um, and I love that. I love the, the team. Summer because it's one is one of my favorite things to do all year. Let alone look at all the things that all of y'all are doing now. Shout out to Axe on stage. Shout out yes. to Axe on stage for sure. Now, when we come back, we are also going to talk a little bit. We're going to segue just a little bit. We'll okay. talk a little bit about fatherhood, right? Oh, <laughs> you're watching We Live in Color. Hey, y'all. My name is Nicole Harvey, and I proudly serve as the Director of Community and Family Engagement at Seattle Jazz Ed. And I'm here to let y'all know that we're getting to launch our fall programming the first week of October. So if you're a student or you know a student between the grades 4 through 12 that is interested in playing music, whether they're a beginner or they've been playing for a long time, we have saved a seat for you. For more information, please visit our website at www.seattlejazzed.org. All of our programs and classes are offered on a sliding scale tuition policy, which means that families get to choose what they pay, no questions asked. We also have free loaner instruments available for every student to use. If you have questions, you're welcome to contact us via email or by phone at programs at seattlejazzed.org or 206-324-5299. We're back. We're watching. You're watching. <laughs> we live in color. I'm watching, too, because I'm just so happy to have you here, Coach T. Thank you, know? you again. So, you know, 2011, 
you, you kind of let us know you came back in the areas of working with Teen Summer Musical, but you're doing that. You're you're working with Cutting Up, and then Fatherhood. Can you explain us? Let let us know a little bit more about Handsome. Okay. Um. So for everybody that don't know, um, I do take care of my nephew. He just turned 13 in August. Um. I've legally had him since he was two, and so um. Really, I was living in LA, right? And so I was I was actually kind of getting fed up, right? Because coming from Seattle where I was just one of I was in the conversation of like one of the dopest dancers out here, right? And um and so then I moved to LA and that and that don't happen no more because now you're in a pool of all the dopest dancers. And so my um what's it called? Confidence, right? My confidence was just getting shot because I was hearing no, no, no. At every auditions, my car was getting towed. Like it was just, it was a lot, right? And so I had already made the the conscious decision to move to Atlanta. Um, I was like, okay, I'm out of here. Like I, I'm not meant for here, right? So um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna move to Atlanta. I had the date, and then Handsome was born. Oh, excuse me. Um, and so instead of moving to Atlanta, I moved back home. Um, Cause I wanted to be there for him. You know what I'm saying? Like um, my, my sister, you know, was a really good mom, but I felt like every black boy needed a father or a father figure. And I knew without me, he wouldn't have that. And so I, I made a choice instead of going to Atlanta to come back to Seattle and like, that's my dude. You know what I'm saying? Um, he turned two. And if my sister ever watched this, no shade to you, but he turned two and came home with me and, and low-key never left. You know, it like, it was like, wait, what's going on? Go home. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, he did it. And then 10 years later, or 11 years now. He's 13 now? Yeah, I still got him. And I cannot believe that um, that I've been a single dad for over a decade. Yeah, but, and, well, how, the question is, too, like, how have you been able to balance that? I mean, Teen Summer Musical, Cutting Up. You were also working, I mean, at a, lo- at a local space, right? Yes, you yes. were doing all of these things. How were you able to balance that? You and, know, and I know that above all else, you were a father first. Yeah. So how? Honestly, I wish I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me, like, how do you do it all? And I post everything on my Instagram. So yeah. you'll see me like, be like, oh, it's in the morning, dropping hands off. And then you'll see me going to work. And then you'll see me getting off of work picking handsome up. Then you'll see me taking handsome dance, I mean, basketball practice. Then you'll see me going to dance practice. Then you'll see me going home and doing hair. And you're like, wait, what? Um, But I I really don't know. All I say is God. Like, like God is the only answer that I have ever come up with of like how I do it all. And let me just tell you, it's to the point where I'll be out somewhere doing something and I'll just happen to pull up at my house. And then one of my hair clients would be like, I'm outside. And I wasn't even going home for her. I was going home because maybe I left something, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And when I say like nobody but God, it's like that. Like I have so many times ended up where I'm supposed to be and wasn't even doing it on purpose. Yeah. And so, and, and honestly, also with Handsome's patience for me, like when we're getting ready for a show, like he will be at the studio till 10 o'clock even though he got to go to school the next morning. Right. And he ain't ate because I've been in rehearsal for four hours and he don't, he don't complain. And handsome, if you watching this, I love you for that. And I really, really appreciate you. So sweet. (laughs) I mean, I just, 
I, I love watching you with your son, just that relationship. And I mean, as a as a parent, right? Have you gotten any pushback in, in those areas, right? People challenging you because of we do have this identity. We do have we do live in this orientation. Oh man, honestly, the no, like as far as like being a a black gay man who's raising um a black um young man, like no, not completely, but it's really the people that's closest to you that kind of challenge you. Like, right. um, one day my dad had mentioned like the fact that I call him handsome and I've called him handsome since the day he was born. And I was just like, you know, no, no shade, bro, but you call me cuz, you know, and you call me <laughs> right. like the N word, you know what I'm saying? Like, but in just someone for me, um, that grew up dark skinned, grew up poor. I was chubby. Um, you know, my mom, you know, my family was just, you know, consumed by substance abuse and jails. And um, I wanted to give, I wanted handsome to hear affirmation or a word of affirmation every day of his life. And that's why I named him handsome. You know what I'm saying? Because I grew up feeling ugly, you know, to the point where as a kid, I tried to take, a bath in bleach thinking it was going to make me lighter and I burnt my skin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just wanted, no matter where he was in life, I wanted him every day to hear something good about himself, which was that he's handsome and he's so much more than that, but that's the bare minimum that I chose to do at that, that, that moment when I seen him, you know, cause actually all babies are ugly, but <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> But I wanted him. <laughs> you know, you need to stop. You cannot. No, no you cannot. Stop. <laughs> he was going to grow to be handsome. Maybe <laughs> got some cute shoes, but yeah. Right. He's right. some cute shoes. Ain't my baby pretty? Okay, girl. That's but some good hair. That is that is powerful. You Thank know, you. And let alone like who you are now. Yeah. Because you are handsome. Thank you. Me? Yes. Yes. We'll be right back after these messages. I know that's watching right. where we live in color. <laughs> Basically, fam, believe in giving. Like, we have to be willing to give more. And people seem to always think giving means money. But nah, bro. It's like you can give time. You can give understanding. You can give access. You can give a listening ear and an open heart. You can give and share your God-given gifts and talents. But you just got to give. We are back where we live in color. We had to take a quick commercial break. But, I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you as a choreographer, a father, and also entrepreneur. You also have your own studio. What was it like to cut that ribbon? And what year was that again? Um, okay, so, wait, you sure you don't want to go back to you telling me I'm handsome? I can't. I only got one more commercial break, so we, <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep on going. <laughs> we gotta um, keep <laughs> man, honestly, it was surreal. So... FYI, I've never wanted to open up a studio um, because I was just always scared. I'm like, damn, like that's so much responsibility. And I, I was always scared to have to do it by myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, I got the right team, you know, so shout out to Miss Trina, Miss Pauline, Miss Naomi. Your dream team. Yes, my dream team. Um, even Miss Roberta and Passion, like, I got a team in, in the dads of the team. So uh, Leon, Big Calvin, Derek, you know, um, they just made me feel like I would never be in it alone, no matter what. And that just gave me the confidence, confidence to do it. And so 2017, um, 
Yeah, we did it. Like we found a location. We was looking for a space in Seattle. Seattle was very expensive. Um, and then every time I said hip hop, people like either stopped returning my emails or just gave me weird vibes after that. And then the further out I went, Kent, <laughs> they was like, yeah, come on. And then I went to Des Moines and they was like, please bring some color up in this city. And that area is mainly, usually just a whole bunch of white folks. Oh, white know? folks. Yes. <laughs> but they're yes. so open, let alone that restaurant next door is mm-hmm. the bomb. Yes. I can't remember what it's called. Jack's. Jack's. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Jack's um, Country Breakfast. They are really good. Um, but yes, Des Moines have completely welcomed us with open arms and um, yeah, I don't have no complaints. And so since then, like even through the pandemic, we re what's what's it called? Renovated? Yeah, we renovated. Grand re reopening. <laughs> you was about to say it. Go ahead. Say grand re. Go ahead. Right. We we grand re reopened. Um, we renovated our space. And yo, like for real, that's simply based off of the community and the parents at the time. Like they really carried the studio on their backs um through that pandemic. And how was it? How is it? That so are you just teaching youth or are you just teaching youth dance classes or do you have other classes? Because I heard of some other classes. Y'all yeah, we be getting it in. So, of course, I got the beginner youth and then I got the teenagers. Um, and for the grownups, we do this class called sensual aerobics and I do it once a month. It's 21 and up. It, it, have you ever been to one? I, I'm like. I'm like a Britney Spears dancer, so I do one of these numbers. That's all I feel you like can you really came to a class before. Oh, I did come. Yeah. Remember, remember, they was like, you sit on the side. <laughs> remember, I did come. I know. I remember you sweating profusely. I was. I okay. was in the back. It was <laughs> yeah. a long night before. Yes. You know, I was out. So, yeah, um, I do. I work with everybody. And um, we actually have cutting up auditions um, for Massacre. Have you ever? You have been, been to a massacre. massacre. Yes. So Massacre is our annual cutting up show, which is a dope dance showcase for the city you know and for the outside dance communities to be in my world and know how dope my community is you know what i'm saying um and so we got um auditions for that this sunday at three o'clock um my beginner um dance session starts the saturday after that and then i'm even thinking about bringing back um my adult hip-hop aerobics class which will if i brought it back it will be probably every saturday so i'm just i'm just checking people's temperature to see if grown-ups really want to do hip-hop aerobics they really want to do it yeah i mean (laughs) as many shares and many people participating i think people have an opportunity to kind of we're coming out of the pandemic we need to still be active we need to get up off the couch we need to be able and also find Find our find our language, our Facts. new language through movement, right? Facts. You know, we thirty, we we in our thirties now, twenties, yes. late twenties. You know, trying to find our space. Right? You know, I'm almost forty. But you don't you don't do a plug for your birthday, or we don't wait. We don't wait. So, we'll wait. We'll right. wait for that. December tenth, Sagittarius. But you party all through the year, and then like for the past four years, well, at five, you've yeah. been working with uh, Pacific Northwest Pride. Can you yes. tell us a little bit more about that? Um, you know, it's crazy, right? Because we're in the age now to where we're, we cannot just be the people that show up. We got to be the people that are involved in these boards and um, in these plannings and in the idea giving. Um, but I'm always a little scared to be step in spaces like that, honestly, because I have a takeover spirit, you know what I'm saying? And or OK, I have a helping spirit <laughs> and then a natural, you know, 
leader personality, right? Um, and so I just tried to tread lightly, but Northwest Black Pride completely came to me and was like, yo, we love what you do. We see what you do. Can you do that for us? And I was like, yeah, you know, I could do it for anybody. So they just trusted me. And we've been doing these parties called lituations, um, where I call them FUBU parties for us by us. You know what I'm saying? Because the reality is there's not a lot of black safe spaces for the LGBTQ um, here in Seattle where the security look like us, the bartenders look like us, the host, DJ, the partiers, the music, everything is just for us at our parties. And so the next one is October 24th at Julia's on Broadway. So we bring it to Capitol Hill. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited. And shout out to Northwest Black Pride. Thank you for trusting me. I mean, this was the first year that they was really like, yo. Like, it was nice. Shout out to Yachty. Yes. Yes. And when you talk to them, tell them I need them to be a guest on the show. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, Yachty was supposed to come tonight um, yeah. because, you know, it was just one of them moments where it's crazy because I get uncomfortable when people say like they want to give me my flowers. Right. And that's just a little, you know, just getting a little deep real quick, but that just has a lot to do with trauma. Right. Because Absolutely. me growing up feeling ugly, so ugly, you know, thinking about suicide, trying to take a bath in bleach water, like, and then you grow into your confidence and then some of the closest people around you make you feel like you don't get to be happy. You don't get to be confident. And so now even me like bragging about myself and celebrating myself and my accomplishments, people still kind of make me feel like you're not allowed to do that. And so even when you, when you was like, yo, I want to bring you here to give you your flowers. I was like, well, let me bring Yaddy so I can give her flowers too. At and, the I same told time. You, and I told you no, <laughs> Yeah, because it's, it's really important for, there's been so many times where you offer people space. Yes. There's you, you do constant community active activism work that isn't noted. Right. right Besides right. that you're counseling people, you're a father yeah. and you deserve all the flowers that you get. You're a part you. of all of these, Thank you so all much. of these different events. And it's like, you get a time where you get tired. Yes. And I, I do, which segues into the, uh, one of my next questions is, you know, how do you feel sometimes like, you know, as we had, Pride, you know, some of our community members that are our allies, quote unquote, or even a part of our community. How does that feel sometimes when they don't show for you? And I know, and I want you to be transparent with that because you, I know you feel away sometimes. Yeah, um, I actually do feel away, like because you know it's almost honestly everything I'm you know everything that I'm trying to do in the things that I'm a part because I'm not doing this by myself this is not a one-person job like even watching you you know um you know even if you mad at me every other month right I'm still watching you still do, watching what you're doing and you're still encouraging me and motivating me so you're a part of the story too you know um but a lot of us is doing our best to create and cultivate um, black spaces for, you know, queer people. And when you see people like, no shade, but when I see people show up to the comeback into our place, um, into queer bar, you know, every night, but will not show up to a black event. Like it really, I'd be like, <sighs> I'd be trying not to like, 
go in on what people already feel about us because i be rooting for us you know even when people be like you know the black people in seattle this and that i'll be like no we don't right like, stop playing we don't stop we playing. don't you know what i'm saying um but you know i even brought milan here one time yeah. you know what i'm saying oh, I and, remember. Like, and a lot of people didn't show up and let me tell you what somebody said one of the black gays said well why uh why did you just do it by yourself and i was just like because no he said why was you the only one on the flyer and i said because i paid for it and he was like well you should have made it a community thing and maybe more people would have showed up i said i did it for y'all i said and to be in the reality is i've never seen you on an our place flyer and you're here every saturday and sunday you know so so then what so like don't hold don't try to like use that as an excuse of why you was really hating so, and, not, and that's that. Okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna ask you this too. How do how? Hold on. Let me say one more thing oh, about oh, this okay. situation. Okay. So then I was talking to another um, black queer person after Black Pride, and there was a whole nother like festival the same weekend as Black Pride, which was extremely awkward, right, and extremely like weird, um, because and then they said they didn't know, right? Okay, child. But then had the nerve through all of this to say, um, well, you know, if you want us to come book us. And I was like, so you so you need to be paid to show up for black people. You know, and the reality is I do and I have been paid to make appearances. Right. But I come to this. <laughs> I come to this place week after week as a black gay man just to show you that I support you. Y'all ain't paying me to show up. And I actually bring people too. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, y'all, I just want us to do better for real. I want us to do better and be more intentional at showing up for each other um, without being booked. Anyways, keep going. What oh, else? No, no, no. I would no. <laughs> Is there more? I just <laughs> no, but no, on a serious note though, that's exactly why I wanted you to do the show for yourself. So I can ask. Exactly what people on in the chat are thinking, as well as myself. How can people show up for you? Uh, how can people show up for me? Really, Shh. honestly, like literally, just that. Show up, right? If I'm putting on something, show up. Even if you can't make it, um, share. You know, share it with other people in our community. Um, if you can't make it and you want to be a part, because the reality is all this stuff that we doing costs money. You know what I'm saying? And there's been many a days where I have went completely broke and had to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, just to do something dope for my community. And so if you're an ally, if you are one of my straight homeboys that you love tea so much or you love coach so much, and I'm having all these events and you ain't never bought a $10 ticket. Even if you like, I ain't with that, you know, I don't want to come to the gay stuff, buy a ticket and donate it back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Send me a cash app and say, yo, if you want to donate uh, this ticket to somebody out there, like, here you go. Like, like show up and be intentional because people like me and you do. You know, I'm very intentional and do my best to show up for my community. Um, L-G-B-T-Q-I plus B-L-A-C-K. You know what I'm saying? And, and the so, B-L-C-K is in front. Period. 
And that's a whole different. Black that's, first. That's a that's a whole different segue to a whole different conversation. Period. We will be back with the We Live in Color tribute as well as some events. You're watching We Live in Color, and we're back. Um, <laughs> this time we have our We Live in Color tribute. Tyrone, who would you like to tribute? Um, what's the tribute? Like? The tribute is when you salute people that you love, and I. You, so he sent me some pictures, and I pulled one person that I know that you love. Uh, man, it would probably be thinking about the pictures I sent you. It would probably definitely be my best friend, um, Dwayne. Yo, like, <laughs> I love Dwayne. I love him so much. Um, he has literally been like a one since day one. Like, I remember meeting him at Cleveland, and um, he was just like, I overheard him like, "Yo, I'm gonna start a dance team." And in my head, I'm like, "Child," because he was he was a big boy, right? I was like, "This big boy cannot dance." And then I turned around, I was like, "I'll help you." And um, ever since then, we have been um inseparable and. Um, shout out to Violet Ellington. She's the one that introduced me and Dwayne. And I think, like, I was, like, one of her guy best friends, and he was one of her guy best friends, and then me and him became best friends. So it's always a common laugh at the table, like, dang, y'all really both just left me and became, <laughs> rolled off in the sunset. And so, yeah, shout out to um, Dwayne. I love you so much, best friend. Um, I'm so proud of you for just really stepping out on faith, because he lives in L.A. now and just really pursuing his dreams. He's done Two Carnivals, which is a show that I've never done, you know, and I've always wanted to do it. And so he's doing things that I haven't done, and I just love it for him. Yes, and we love you, Dwayne, because remember, I was the first spokesperson for Marky Seasoning, so... Were you? No. (laughs) I I thought I was. (laughs) So we do have some events. So Lituation is when? October 24th. October 24th. Yes. Tell people about who's going to be there. Um, oh, we got uh, DJ um, Queen Cash on the ones and twos. Um, we also got hosting um, D Dynasty uh, all alongside of myself. Um, there's a, a community person named um, China, and she's actually going to be performing along with me. We're actually performing our new song okay. called We Outside. Yes. And so you've been recording. Yeah. People don't even know that about you. I remember you did do the song cry and you did that in the midst of the pandemic. Yes. Which was cool. Yes. So what can you tell us a little bit about uh, we else well, you know what you know what somebody calls it. Yes. But either BDE. Way, yeah, BDE. Yes. Yeah. So yes. can you tell us a little bit more about that song? Um, okay, so let me just say, I didn't I always thought I was too gay to rap. I was like, gay people don't rap, right? <laughs> And then through the pandemic, you know, now, like, we got the Little Nas X's. Um, um, we had the Freaky Boys. Um, we have Fly Young Red. We got Saucy Santana now. So Rico. Rico, yes. Oh, my gosh. Seven Deep. Like, you know what I'm saying? So now, and so through the pandemic, um, the challenge, the So Gone Challenge came. And I did it. And, like, it went viral. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I guess I'm not too gay to rap. <laughs> and so, and so um, I don't know. It just woke us a part of me up that I never even thought about because I didn't think I could, you know, because hip hop was not inviting to homosexuality. You know what I'm saying? And so I danced to it, but I thought that's as far as I was going. I was allowed to go. And um, people actually like my stuff, too. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I'm not trying to be a rapper. Um, but so we outside. You are, this is your second song, so technically, it's kind of like yes. my fourth. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. So <laughs> that's what it's giving. You know, it's just giving. 
I'm a creative. Okay, so you are performing that at at the Lichwations. Yes. How often do the Lichwations occur? Once a month, and we try to do it every third Saturday. Um, and it's a like I said, like it's a Fubu Club night. Um, produced by myself, um, alongside King and Kendrick. Um. Um, put on and sponsored by Northwest Black Pride. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, it's at Julius this month on the 24th. So please come out. Like you said, how can people show up for me? Come to this, right? Come to this on October 24th. Watch me perform my art song, We Outside. Um, what does BDE stand for? I will not be talking about that live on, online, but I want to okay. thank you very much for coming <laughs> on the show today. Um, thank you so much. I'm very happy to have you here. Yes. Very happy to have you here. Um, we'll be outside this weekend. Yes, In the we meantime, will. everybody, join us next week um, when our next guest will be Audra Boo. Audra Boo got so many titles. We're going to have to put it down for y'all <laughs> this coming Sunday when we release it. But in the meantime, y'all all stay blessed. Continue to live in color. Have a great night. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.